What's up, everybody? It's another She-Hulk TV Talk. Okay, this episode right here is the first time so far uh, in the series that I really felt the shortness. Like, like the the i don't know like like as if it wasn't really a full episode everything happened very quick a lot of cameos packed throughout and while some very important lore building things happened not just for this series but for the MCU as a whole there wasn't much more than that there was, like i don't know it just did not feel like a very satisfying overall episode despite having a lot of great stuff in it that being the case she-hulk really does feel like this is a movie that's broken up into parts or you know, to use a probably a more appropriate connection, a comic book where you've got issues and in some issues you only get like a little bite-sized moment and then you have to wait an entire month for the next bite-sized moment. I guess, you know, the benefit here is that, you know, it's you have to wait every single week to get the next thing. But regardless, it does have that kind of very, I don't know, like I said, it's, it doesn't feel like a full episode of television and maybe that's okay. Regardless, in this episode, as I mentioned, we got some big world building things. Uh, Wong does show up, although very, very briefly to be a uh, witness in the Blonsky case. And, you know, um, in the end, uh, Jen ends up winning the case. Blansky is released, presumably to go and get recruited by the Thunderbolts. And it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. I'm actually really excited for the way in which these Disney Plus series are really kind of just sprinkling in some, you know, uh, I guess Thunderbolts, potentially Dark Avengers. I don't know exactly how it's all going to play out, but I think it's gonna be awesome. And uh, and yeah, I loved I love seeing that here. A lot of time was given to the B-plot this episode with um, the misogynistic dude that's just super annoying from like every single lo level. There's a lot of rumors circling around this series that Megan Thee Stallion was going to be in it or there'd be some sort of cameo role or maybe she was in the MCU. And uh, no, she played herself in this. And I'm sure that's really great. And I know I shouldn't say this because I'm like from Houston, but I'm not a big Megan Thee Stallion fan, but I can imagine this was like really good for her fans. So that's kind of a fun get, but a lot of time was given to that whole story. Interesting, by the way, that we see that new Asgard is continuing to kind of play in the wider world uh, where we see all of these different, not just alien species or, or what did they say? A light elf, a transforming light elf or something like that. Not just that, but also the technology. We get the introduction and this was kind of, for me anyway, aside from just the, uh, the Blansky Wong thing, which was cool, but not as satisfying as I wanted it to be. The thing that kind of got me the most excited is what we got at the very tail end of this, which is the wrecking crew showing up, bearing Asgardian construction working uh, gear. I, I, I loved that. I loved how cheesy they were. And also, you know, at, you know, this kind of mixture of, you know, like, oh, you know, she's getting attacked. And then she's like, oh, I can turn into She-Hulk. And so she does. And then she handles them quite quickly. Even when they kind of like posture, right? They all kind of get together and you see their weapons. They're all going to gloat up and everything. And they're about to go in on the battle. You almost kind of wonder like, hmm, Asgardian weapons versus She-Hulk. Is this a fair fight? And the answer is no. She-Hulk absolutely destroyed them. I guess it kind of makes sense. I mean, like Mjolnir, uh, yeah, Mjolnir is probably one of the most Stormbreaker notwithstanding powerful weapons in the Asgardian arsenal. And theoretically, a couple of construction tools are great for construction in Asgard, but probably not great in terms of battling a Hulk. If the Hulk could take Mjolnir to the face, you know, I don't think a crowbar from Asgard's going to do much here. That said, we do see what they're after at the tail end of the fight, that they are trying to get her blood and they reference their boss. So this is really interesting, right? Because the Wrecking Crew doesn't just show up. They're not going to like be operating on their own. They clearly are kind of you know, reporting back to somebody. And I'm starting to think 
that the person that they are referring to, their boss, as it were, is Samuel Stearns, a.k.a. The Leader. Now, The Leader popped up in the Incredible Hulk movie back in the day. He kind of originally showed up as Mr. Blue, who was helping Mr. Green, who was the Hulk. And as you recall from that movie, he had gathered up all of the Hulk's blood and he was running all these samples on it. The goal at the time was to kind of find a cure for Bruce, but he was also doing so so that he could, you know, use the the blood and kind of study it and experiment on it more. And that was a big deal for, for Bruce is trying to get rid of all the blood. And at the end of well, not the end of the movie, but at the, the end of our kind of time with the future leader, once in future leader. Uh, we see that he is on the floor, his kind of uh, his head with a bit of a cut on it as some of Bruce Banner's blood kind of comes dripping down into the open wound. Very similar to what happened to Jen in the first episode of She-Hulk. So I'm thinking that there's a lot of reasons why we may have seen her become She-Hulk in the fashion that she did here in the MCU, because it does immediately call back to that scene in The Incredible Hulk. And now that we've got the Wrecking Crew out here and we know that somebody is after Jen's blood, I mean, I'm just saying all the dominoes are lining up. I think the leader is going to be kind of the, uh, the one that's responsible for trying to hunt down this new Hulk, especially with the original both off-world and kind of such a... You know, I mean, as an Avenger, by the way, I love how they're kind of exploring kind of the world trying to grapple with She-Hulk and more accurately how she's trying to grapple with the world having so much attention on her. Uh, she's got to get control of the narrative if she wants to be able to not like she's, she's very frustrated with how everybody's talking about her. But unfortunately, she's found herself in this place where if she doesn't actually step up and get in uh, get control of the narrative. This is just going to keep on happening. So I'm interested to see how she <laughs> how she kind of takes ownership of that and what that looks like in the future episodes. I mean, it's it's more of kind of like the minor fun aspect of the things. But honestly, this is a fun show. So I'm, I'm all for that. But yeah, overall, so I do think that this episode was really quick, a little bit too short. It did make it feel like we were only getting a taste of kind of what is a larger story. I have a feeling that this is going to be a series that when it's all said and done would be much more enjoyable bingeable. That being said, I'm still enjoying it. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens next. I know that we have now gotten through a lot of what we were kind of expected to see with kind of the Blonsky case with Wong showing up, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, you know, there's also, you know, that one really big cameo that we're still looking forward to. I know Jen told us at the beginning of this episode not to look at this as the cameo show. It's still her show. Yes, absolutely. No question. But I'm really kind of looking forward to that next cameo. I mean, I'm not going to lie. So I don't know if that's going to be next week or not. Um <clears throat> Daredevil. But that's going to do it for me for this week. Let me know what you think. Head over to Twitter. Use the hashtag SheHulkTVTalk. You can follow us at TVTalkFM. You can also find all of our contact information and more at TVTalk.FM. Hey, by the way, Bell and I are also going to be doing a live stream this Sunday at 2.30 p.m. Central Time uh, over on Twitch. We'll be posting that out on the uh, the Twitter account, so be sure to, to check that out if you want to join us. Uh, just hanging out, talking about a lot of shows. We're going to be talking about some House of the Dragon. We'll be talking about She-Hulk. We'll probably talk about this new Lord of the Rings show. Uh, we got a lot of different things that are going on. So it'll be just kind of more of a casual talk. We're not going to be releasing that in a podcast form, so it'll just be live stream. Come hang out with us if you like. Again, that is going to be 2.30 this Sunday. Uh, Central Time. You can find the link uh, that will be posted over on our Twitter account at twitter.com slash TV Talk FM. That's going to do it for me for today, but don't worry. I'll be back in a flash. <laughs> <laughs>